Greetings to those who watch below. Before we start today's video, I'd like to give a huge shout out and say a massive thank you to those who dwell below. An exclusive channel membership that will get you shout outs at the start of every video. If you'd like to join them, check out the link in the description box, where you can also find details of my first merch collection. So thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Jess Black Curtain, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, and Christina Groves. For today's story, we are heading to the dark side of the paranormal, with some true, terrifying, demonic encounters. Demon in the Dark by Jazo Lin Lear I have shared my story many times. Some people believe me, but many just feel it's a great scary story. This is far from my first paranormal experience, but this is the one that still scares me to this day. I had just left my boyfriend. He had decided one day to try and choke me up against a wall in our apartment. I managed to hit him alongside of his head with a cordless phone to get away, and after the police took him to jail, I packed my things and called my best friend. My best friend had just got married and wanted to move his wife to Arizona. I figured I could use a trip away, so packed a few items and told my friend I would move with him to Arizona, stay a little while myself, and then go back home to Michigan. The trip was great. We got to the apartment my friend Chad was going to share with a couple of his old college buddies. I was offered the couch as I was only planning to stay a week at most. Two days into being there, though, I became extremely ill, and I was forced to stay in Arizona for several months. Unable to move, constantly throwing up, and attending doctor's appointments. Somehow, I met a guy during one of my feel-good days. He took care of me, and I stayed at his house when he wasn't on base, as he was a military man. There were a few nights and days where I stayed at Chad's apartment, though I never felt welcomed by one of the roommates. He would yell at me for not cooking or cleaning, though clearly I was too sick to even leave the couch, or was in so much pain I was crying. He was the reason my boyfriend would pick me up after his shift at three to sleep at his place. The night, a day or two before I was going in for surgery, I was waiting for my boyfriend and decided to stay up and watch TV. I started to get a creepy feeling from something and couldn't help but turn my direction towards the door and saw a small shadow. It's really hard to explain the layout of the apartment, but there is no way a shadow could be cast on the door in the area the shadow I saw was in. I decided to watch the shadow. It seemed to grow bigger, and then it started to slither towards where I was laying on the couch. The thing was black, and had no distinguishing features, besides what I saw as clawed hands and feet and a head. The head had dull sockets where the eyes should be. It looked right at me, and told me to get out. I felt that if I didn't, this thing would do everything it could to harm me. I have no clue what came over me, but I said no. Then I instantly called my boyfriend and told him that I will be staying where I am that night. The next day I asked Chad to take a walk with me. It took me several attempts to get out about what I saw. I was afraid that he would laugh at me, but he didn't. He told me that he saw the same thing, and that it was attached to the roommate that was hostile towards me, that what I now feel was a demon was threatened by me and caused the roommate to be mean. 
that day while the roommate was out, the four of us blessed the whole apartment, anointing the doors and windows, and putting a blessed cloth under the roommate's pillow. When he came home, you could see a slight struggle of him almost debating to enter the house, but once he came in, you could see a difference in him immediately. I stayed that night at the apartment, and I saw through one of the windows the demon latched onto the window outside, staring at me angrily. I didn't stay in Arizona much longer after that, but years down the road, the roommate apologised to me, and he too admitted that he felt as if something evil had attached itself to him. I think I saw a demon in real life, by Alexander the Great, 44. This is something that is really difficult to talk about for many reasons. First of all, it makes me sound a little crazy, and I'm sure it's not something a lot of people can really say. Second of all, I'm really self-conscious talking about this, because I don't want to sound like I'm poor shaming or anything. I've been poor for most of my childhood, and my family has only recently had any sort of money to speak of, so I want to be abundantly clear that I have nothing whatsoever against poor people. This comes into play, and I wanted to make sure this comes across seriously, instead of sounding like I was traumatised by a poor-looking, weird person. So, to set the stage, I was on a trip in California, and we were going along the Pacific Highway. We'd left the Redwood Forest, and were en route to San Francisco. And when we stopped, we were in the middle of absolute nowhere. We stopped because we saw that there was a jack-in-the-box right off the highway, and we were all hungry, and it was getting dark. It was the weirdest place for a fast-food place, to be honest. It was in the absolute middle of nowhere. There was a gas station, the jack-in-the-box, and then a tiny, shitty little motel, and then nothing but trees and country roads for miles. We pulled into the parking lot, got out and went inside, and we were basically the only ones in there aside from two employees. There was a small family, but they looked like they were getting ready to leave, and sure enough, within two or three minutes, they left, leaving us, myself, my mother and my sister, as the lone patrons. We ordered and sat, and as we were sitting, we heard the door open. I looked, and what met my eyes still haunts me. There was a woman standing there, with long, unkempt hair. She was probably about five foot four, and skinny as can be. She was white, but her skin didn't look right. It looked like it didn't fit her, and it looked like it was either muddy or rotten in some places. She was wearing a dirty grey tank top and sweatpants that didn't fit her, as if she had taken them from somewhere else. I quickly turned my head away and shot a glare at my mum and sister that was meant to tell them not to look, and that something didn't feel right here. I've gotten multiple vibes since I was a child. They've been right probably about 95% of the time. So much so, that when I have a vibe about someone or something, my family almost always treats it as fact. And when that woman, though I'm not sure if that's exactly what I should call her, was behind me, I felt pain in my body as fear consumed me. And not the kind of fear that I would describe as fight or flight. I would say more the kind of fear... I imagine a sinner would have on their deathbed. I honestly felt as though any moment the pits of hell could open up 
and she would grab me and throw me in. I felt nothing but a sinister, pure, evil presence emanating from where she was. I feel completely certain that she was either a demon or a person possessed by a demon, and I am as sure of that now as I was when this all first happened. I couldn't help but look back every now and then. Her behaviour was erratic. She would leave the store for a couple of minutes, then come back, then leave again, wash, rinse, repeat. She never even ordered anything. She would just stand there like she wasn't sure what she was doing, and when she walked, her legs moved in a way that seemed almost as if she didn't know how to use them. Every time she left, my soul would sigh with relief, and every time she came back, it was as if the dread multiplied. I thank God every day that I didn't meet her eyes, though sometimes I wonder what I would have seen if I had. Hell, perhaps? The face of the devil? I guess I'll never know, and I don't think I want to. Anyways, she eventually left for good, not long before my family left ourselves. I was shell-shocked. It was without a doubt one of the most traumatising experiences of my life. I checked under the car when we left, just in case she was there, clinging on. I honestly felt like that was a true possibility. My mum wanted to talk about it right away, because she was as freaked out as I was. My sister also wanted to talk, because she didn't understand why my mum and I were being so frantic and anxious. I told them both to shut up, rather sharply, because I was allowing my pent-up fear and anxiety to boil over a little bit, just so that I didn't explode from the pressure building inside. I can't explain well why I reacted so angrily. I just had this innate feeling inside of me that speaking of something evil, while still so close, would somehow summon it, or allow it to follow us. Once we were about 30 minutes down the road, I felt a lot safer about talking about everything. I told my mum and my sister all that I had been feeling, and started shaking and crying as I told them everything. My sister was completely oblivious while we had been there, but my mum was freaked out by her too. She mostly was just scared, because she could tell how terrified I was, but didn't entirely know why. I wish it ended there, but unfortunately the most terrifying part, for me at least, hadn't happened yet. We arrived at our hotel in San Francisco at about half eleven at night. I made my sister follow Mum and I into the hotel, because I was terrified of being in the car without Mum, and didn't want to leave her alone, because I felt like she would be stolen away if I took my eyes off of her. Keep in mind, I was a 16-year-old guy at the time, and I had held my own against various different things that had come my way, so it was abnormal for me to be so shaken up about something. We checked into the hotel without any issue, and settled in for the night. I fell asleep rather quickly, because I felt like the life had literally been drained from my body, and I just couldn't stay awake a second longer. I awoke at 4am. There was complete silence in the room. This was odd, given that my mother snores louder than a blender every night, so I was instantly on high alert. I felt like I needed to get up and look around, but I couldn't. My limbs felt glued in place. Then, out of the corner of my eyes, in the far reaches of the shadows in the dark hotel room, I could see movement. Then, she walked out of the shadows towards me. 
she had red eyes and horns protruding from her skull, but she was the same woman I had seen in Jack in the Box. She walked over to the foot of my bed and looked at me. I didn't look back at her once she had seen me for fear of meeting her eyes, but I could still feel her piercing red eyes boring into my soul. I closed my eyes and prayed to God for mercy, and when I opened my eyes, she was gone, and I regained all movement, as if a spell had been lifted. I dove under the covers and piled pillows on top of my head, and quivered and sobbed before passing out. In the morning, I told no one of what happened. I kept it entirely to myself, until we were on the next part of our vacation in Wyoming. I felt like I was right, that after being so close and speaking of her, it could summon her. I suppose I was just wrong when I assumed we were a safe distance from her. Please believe me when I say this entire tale is true. None of it is embellished. Nothing is made up. I know it sounds far-fetched, but I have scars in my heart and soul from this experience that will be difficult to repair. I get nauseous every time I think about Jack in the Box, and I never wish to drive along that coastal highway again. That highway that brought me face to face with evil. Recurring Demonic Experiences by British Baguette It all started when I was five or six years old, and I had an imaginary friend called Bombo. He was a small Victorian boy who lived with his mother, who I said lived under the floorboards, in the house that I grew up in. I used to talk and play with him all the time, teaching him about things like my Velcro shoes and some of the toys I had. It was no secret to my family who Bombo was, or even what he looked like. One day my sister went back upstairs to our shared room after a family day out, and saw him, standing in the corner of the room staring at her, exactly how I had described him, even down to the detail of his clothes. A few years passed, and I was now ten or eleven. Our family had moved house a couple of times, and now lived in a three-story house in a village just outside my hometown. I always had a weird feeling about that house from the moment we moved in, but didn't think too much of it over the excitement of having my own room on the top floor with a skylight. After a few months, things started to get strange. Things disappearing, hearing footsteps on the middle floor landing at night. These experiences progressively ended up getting stranger, with sounds like nails being dragged up the railings on the top floor getting worse and worse as well as some nights my little sister, screaming, saying that there was a man growling at her in her room. Although my family put this down to an overactive imagination, they didn't think anything else of it. It was quiet for a couple of months, before everything came back again, but this time it was so much worse. This was the first time I saw it. One night I was in my room watching TV, and getting things ready for school the next day, out of the corner of my eye I saw it, a face peering in at me through my skylight. Its skin was dark red, and its eyes were white, with no pupils, only veins, dark circles around its eyes leading to black cracks across its face. It was grinning at me. Even without pupils I knew that it had its eyes locked on me. Needless to say, 
After a few seconds of initial shock, I ran downstairs to the rest of my family and refused to go back in my room. Shortly after this, my eldest sister, who had given birth recently and was living with us temporarily, had her own experience. As she was sleeping one night, she heard a knock on her door between 2 or 3 a.m. Thinking that I was the one knocking, she shouted what twice with no response. The door flung open after a few seconds with such force that the dresser dented the door from the impact. No one was there. Shortly afterwards, we moved again for personal reasons to the house that we have now been in for years. For years, there was no unusual experiences other than the occasional sound of footsteps, nothing that couldn't logically be explained. When I was 18, my sleep schedule was the same as any teenager, waking up around noon and going to bed about 3 or 4 a.m. This one night in particular, I was up doing the same as always, listening to music, watching films, etc. At midnight, I went downstairs to the kitchen as usual to get some snacks. On my way back out the kitchen, I saw it again, standing behind the front door, looking in through one of the glass panels, was that same face I saw all those years ago. Same red skin, same eyes, same dark circles and cracking features, staring right at me, this time with one of its hands lent on the other glass panel, as it watched me. The only difference was that this time it wasn't grinning. After standing there for what felt like an eternity, I ran as fast as I could up to my room and locked myself inside. I didn't sleep a wink that night. Some family friends who were regular churchgoers theorised after they heard what I had saw that this thing I had seen was Bombo, and when I had stopped giving him my attention and energy, he had then had to use another way of getting my attention. But I don't know what to think for sure. All I know is that what I saw was the exact thing I saw as a child, and it came back. It's been four years since the last time I saw it, and I hope never to see it again. I think I encountered a demon by Fizzy Cat. This happened when I was around 11. At the time I had neighbours that owned this beautiful brick house that was over a hundred years old. It was two stories tall and used to be owned by the Amish. They had completely remodelled it. They installed a bathroom on both the first and second floors. There were two barns, a chicken coop, the whole package. The property definitely came chalk full of history. My neighbours also had a daughter that was a couple of years older than me and we became close friends. I would go over to their house nearly every day. I would go all through the old barns, play on both levels of the house and have the most fun. Nothing about the property scared me. In fact, I felt it was more like home than my own house. That is, until one day during the summer. We were all outside enjoying the weather. I really had to go to the bathroom, so I ran to the house due to being quite a distance away. I always preferred using the upstairs bathroom. The stairs were steep due to how old the house was, and it was always fun for me to run up them. I walked through the kitchen and got to the base of the steps. I looked to the top of the stairs, and there he was. The memory of him is so fresh in my mind. He was a solid figure at the top of the stairs. 
He was an older man, white hair on the sides of his head, and no hair on top. A black suit with no wrinkles, no fuzz, perfectly in order. Shiny white dress shoes with black accents. Not a single smudge. I looked up to his face. The feeling I got then when I saw his face is the same feeling I get now. Pure terror. His expression was angry. His eyes were black. Not any shade of black I have yet to see again. The depth of his eyes felt like an eternity. I have never felt evil like that before. Seeing him, I knew that this was no random intruder. I could feel him. His presence was tangible. I knew he was not human. When I finally regained my senses, I ran out of the house screaming. I've never screamed like that before. I told my neighbours what had happened, and they immediately went into the house, because they believed there was an intruder. Of course, nobody was found. I refused to go to the second story of that house ever again. I have never seen him since. I know he was not a ghost or some vengeful spirit. He was the embodiment of evil. I assume what I saw was demonic. Whatever he is, I hope I never see him again for the rest of my life. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like, and also if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel, making sure to click that notification bell so that you'll know when the next video goes live. So, until next time, sleep tight. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.